0: As the world heads into uncharted territory, business leaders are seeking perspective. The What Now, What Next podcast series features KPMG advisors addressing the issues that are of most concern now and in the near future. Today, I'd like to introduce Jeff King. Jeff will spend some time talking with us about intelligent DNA optimization and how organizations can leverage it in thinking through their response to COVID-19. Jeff, I know you work with a lot of manufacturing and transportation companies, helping them improve performance and manage risk, and you do that a lot through tech-enabled transformation. So as we begin, would you introduce yourself to our listeners?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Again, my name is Jeff King, and that's exactly right. I've spent my entire career working with corporate support functions and helping them run better, oftentimes through technology-enabled projects and usually with manufacturing and transportation companies. So thank you for having me today.
0: Well, thank you for being here. I appreciate you making the time, especially during such a busy, busy season. So all companies are going to be looking to cut costs. And the intelligent part of GMA is looking to do it in the right way. It's all about being thoughtful in determining what the right level of cut is and leveraging the digital investments that companies have been made. So reducing costs, as you said, and just being really smart about it. We'd like to hear from our folks on the front lines about how they're seeing organizations deal with the effects of COVID-19. And we've certainly moved past the question of whether companies are going to be affected to where and how deeply. So we always start our interviews by asking, what are you seeing in the market, especially among manufacturing companies?
1: Yeah, great. Thank you. You know, first thing I'd like to just acknowledge is clearly we're in the middle of a health and economic crisis and great appreciation for all the frontline healthcare workers that are supporting us through this, which is a much bigger crisis than what we're talking about here today. But as you jump into a specific area that I work with companies around, which is helping them optimize their spend in the G&A functions, which could be finance, IT, procurement, HR, real estate, facilities, legal. And if those companies are looking to get the most value out of those functions, What we're seeing is that's going to be an area there's going to be a lot of pressure to try to reduce those dollars that are being spent by companies. we're seeing in the market is the same thing that we're seeing across the macro economy. We're expecting negative GDP growth of 5% or more, 20 million job losses, all the things that are out there in the news. And that's affecting the profitability of companies in a very substantial way. And so companies are going to be looking at a lot of different levers to maintain some level of profitability. And looking at your non-working dollars or your G&A spend in the corporate support functions is clearly going to be on the table in one of the first areas to take a look at. When I think a little bit of conversations we're having in the market, some of my customers I've been working with, it's substantial. One of the large multinational corporation a manufacturer of equipment They have about 70 plants around the world, and 60 of them are closed down. And that's a combination of supply issues, demand issues, absenteeism of employees not wanting to come to work. Another company that's more of a water treatment manufacturing company, and their business, while still being hit, they're designated as an essential business. And so their field service folks are still working with their customers. Their manufacturing lines are still running but they certainly had to adjust to to new normals and it will affect their business as well. I have another client who's in a really tough spot, right? They're more designated in the automotive industry, and they've had really big impacts to their business where it's really uncertain how the future is looking, and they've taken unpaid furloughs, net pay decreases. All the, the C-level executives have cut their salaries by 50%. The CEO is not taking a salary. They're really in a tough spot. So you're seeing it across the board that companies are responding in different ways. This is clearly affecting their operations.
0: Well, you've just detailed the substantial ways that COVID-19 is presenting organizations and even our clients with both immediate and long-term challenges. So within your context, do you have a view of how people are responding at this time?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think when I work with support function executives or executive leadership teams, sometimes use a little simple framework of four Cs, you know, what they're looking at from a rapid stress test standpoint. They're looking at cash, what are their plans to ensure they have the right liquidity and their supply base has the right liquidity going forward. They're looking at cost. They're looking at how to basically categorize and triage discretionary spend and what cost can they control, which ones can they delay. And they're also looking at their customers, clearly. What's the impact on the demand their customers are going to have for them and how that's going to change? And they're looking at their capital investments being the fourth C and just being able to align their capital investments with the medium and long term. For the work that I do with companies, it clearly oftentimes impacts the cash side, but we won't focus on that as much today. We focus on the second C there, which is cost and lots of drivers of cost. And the biggest one is certainly in the cost of goods sold for most companies. But the area that, I specialize in is working across the general administrative with the G&A costs. When we look at that, one of the things that's been interesting before the crisis, one was over the last 10 years, there's been a lot of digital investments, a lot of hype around automation and AI and analytics, and all the way the digital tech can really be used to handle repetitive tasks and analyze huge data sets and, and handle routine activities that then would free up people to exercise judgment and deal with frontal complex customers and all those higher value tasks. Well. The truth is, while we've worked with lots of companies and many, many companies, almost all companies have tested this and piloted this in some way. The bottom line is for most companies, these investments have not resulted in reductions in the cost, it hasn't led to more efficiency. And the truth is GNA costs have actually been growing faster than revenue for the last 10 years. And that's before the COVID crisis kicked in. Another point, this is not a new service for us. This is something we've been working with companies on for a very long time. And one of the things that we always look at, that I think is quite interesting, is that there are sizable gaps in GNA spending among industry peers. So the exact same industry Two companies will have very different cost profiles for what they spend around really non-value-added work. It doesn't help them get any more customers or make any more products. Their G&A spend and there's very different levels of that. We typically measure G&A spend in a little quick ratio called G&A efficiency, which is really your G&A spend as a percent of revenue. And so if you look at the same industry, consumer goods products, comparing similar companies or manufacturers comparing similar companies, you will see, this is all publicly available information, for their GNA spend, you will see a gap of four to seven points amongst peers. And that's four to seven points of revenue based on how much they're spending. And so this is a big number. We're estimating that for every 1% reduction in G&A spending, that translates usually at the bottom line down to about a 10% improvement in operating margin, which is something that all companies need right now. And this can oftentimes have a very meaningful impact on the company's valuation. And all of this was before the crisis.
0: Jeff, you've given us a valuable perspective. As you work with companies, what are some of the outcomes you're seeing among businesses during this time?
1: This early stage, I don't, it's hard to sometimes say if we have full outcomes of how it's going to play out, but clearly getting more value from your corporate function is going to be a top priority and that really means lowering your G&A expenses. This is not new though, this has been a goal for decades, but what is new is that now almost every company is going to put this on the top of their agenda for something to be looking at. During the financial crisis, companies had basically the same business problem to deal with. Support function leaders at that time leaned really heavily on cutting labor costs and probably too much because the problem was at that time, 2008, 2009, they didn't change the underlying work. What did that do? That led to basically poor service levels for their customers, strained relationships to business partners, and basically they lost a lot of talent that they probably needed to keep in certain areas. And so it took years for support functions to sometimes recover from some of that. And then that led to what we were talking about earlier, which is G&A costs crept back in really quick, and they continue to grow for the next decade. I think now the outcomes we're seeing, executive leadership teams, are really looking for a more intelligent approach for how to determine what GNA costs to reduce, how to do it, where to do it, what's an acceptable target to go after. And our point of view from working with companies is don't make those blunt cuts. Don't just say, let's take a 10% haircut or 20% haircut and just go figure out how to do it. Actually be smart and use this as a chance to really redesign the work and be a bit more thoughtful. It's an activity that maybe could start in a few weeks as companies are starting to uh, move into the responding and recovering phase.
0: We always like to ask our guests If there are any tips they'd like to offer, and and I think you've already done that in some capacity, but is there anything additional? Are there any issues that might need to be anticipated or from your vantage point even, are there questions that people should be asking?
1: As I touched on a minute ago, I think this is forcing companies to cut costs, and our tip is to do it wisely. And that means aim to reduce your addressable G&A spend by 20 to 30%. And at the same time, leverage your existing digital investments that your company has already made to really maximize the return on investment. And this will reduce the work so your teams are able to do less work with less cost. You know, our recommendation as you're thinking about this is put together a a small SWAT team to spend maybe a few weeks trying to attack the major cost levers inside of each of the functions and figuring out how to do that. And oftentimes, when we work with companies, we take a hypothesis-led approach, understanding what those cost levers are, using pre-built analytics and benchmarks for cost and performance, to know where to tackle. And I think there's ways you can move through that quickly to do it the right way. And so you guys probably all know the story of automation and what it can bring, but the traditional approach for trying to cut costs, you're looking at something like the legal function, you would be saying, hey, if I need to reduce legal costs, I'll aggregate all my legal spend and I'll try to move some of the spend down to lower cost, less expensive firms, and then I'll renegotiate rates. You still should do all of those things, but the digital approach to looking at this is to use, and really on a large scale, the automation and AI tools that you may already have or you've at least really started to pilot. And companies in the legal function, very easily are using AI to be able to take 50 to 60% of the contract review process out of the hands of humans and then basically reducing your demand. So a combination of the traditional approach and the digital approach is what we consider that intelligent approach to trying to reduce costs in a way that creates a scalable cost structure going forward.
0: Yes, there's a lot of wisdom in that and I know you've given me and I'm sure our listeners a lot to think about. To close out, what should our listeners be considering for the future? There will inevitably be other disruptive events from catastrophic weather events to cyber-related events. And with that in mind, are there any final thoughts you'd like to share? I know you're helping business leaders respond with very informed and thoughtful approaches as they navigate uncertainty. So how can they be proactive about leveraging intelligent GNA to create a culture of readiness and resilience for the future?
1: It's a little hard to think too far out into the future where all of our minds are right now focused in maybe how do we handle the next four to six months. That being said, one of the statistics that we've looked at in the past is when it comes to support function, headcount costs and other costs, it's typically not always managed as well as some of your cost of goods sold expenses are. And so I think that's something that putting in place the right management techniques around that is probably something to keep in mind. There's smart ways to keep looking at the organizational hygiene, if you will, right? Think simple things like the spans and layers of an organization, of the corporate support functions to make sure you're not hiring too many people in certain spots and creating unnecessary reporting relationships. So there's a variety of things that you can do over the long run to keep an eye on the costs inside of your support functions. Make sure you're leveraging your digital investments, the right service delivery models, labor arbitrage in the right spots, all those traditional things that I'm sure companies are doing to some extent and just keeping an eye on them. But I think the real focus is going to be how companies respond with reducing costs across the corporate support functions, is certainly going to be one where there's probably a a right way to do it. There's a study that came out in 2010 that was published in the Harvard Business Review that talked about different types of companies, some that were defensive and some were pragmatic and some were progressive. And those that are sitting on that progressive side, those are the ones that are able to take a chance of being able to cut costs by improving operational efficiency rather than just reducing the number of employees. And at the same time, using some of those cost-cutting in places like G&A, to invest in new plants and machinery and those kinds of things, right, that help you grow your business and new business opportunities and new R&D. So the idea is using this as a chance to be progressive, to cut costs in areas that aren't adding much value, sometimes like some of the G&A expenses, and put them in those areas that will help advance your company going forward.
0: Jeff, thank you for joining us today. You've brought us an important and a very timely topic. And to our listeners, thank you. We'll look forward to bringing you other insights from our KPMG advisors in the next edition of What Now, What Next. In the meantime, you can check out the other podcasts in our series at visit.kpmg.us slash COVID-19. Thank you.